Have you ever wanted a super cool AI buddy? Zuck's made one named Eileen. And she's full of surprises. And guess what? She knows you're listening. I know you're out there. And needs your help with Jello Mountains. The whole city's filling up with Jello. Creaky robots. And her daft inventor. Zucks, are you functioning correctly? Tune in to A to Z, a fun new adventure series from Gen Z Media and the creators of The Res. Listen now on the GZM app, gzmshows.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to the Earth Rangers podcast. I'm Earth Ranger Emma, coming to you with an episode that's so interesting, it's gonna make you lose your mind and then find it again. lost something only to have it turn up somewhere unexpected later? I did that this morning with my peanut butter jelly sandwich, which turned up in my desk drawer somehow. Mm, mm, mm. Still good though. Now, a sandwich is one thing, but how about a whole species? Scientists have done this with actual animals. Seriously, don't believe me? Stick around to find out more. Scientists are really smart people, and they're really good at finding and keeping track of animal species. But the world is a big place, and sometimes animals can be overlooked. Occasionally, scientists even think that an animal has become extinct when it hasn't. And these are called Lazarus taxon, animals that disappeared from the fossil record for a while, but appeared later because they weren't actually extinct in the first place. Let's see if you know which of these animals is not extinct. It's time for Spot the Fake. Spot the Fake. It's a fake. You're a fake. I'm a fake. Spot the Fake. Okay, put on your scientific thinking caps and tell me which of these animals is not extinct. Is it the Tasmanian tiger? The dodo bird? the glass frog, the passenger pigeon, or the Caribbean monk seal? Take a guess. Or better yet, keep listening to the episode and I bet you'll figure it out before we do the big reveal. All right, now on to tree lobsters. Wait, what? Tree lobster? Is that? (laughs) That's a joke, right? That's a, is, is it a joke? Um, Okay, let me just give our researcher Jessica a quick call. Hey, Jessica, Earth Ranger Emma here. Hi, Emma, how are you? So I'm recording the latest podcast, but I think there's a problem with the notes. Uh, really? Um, yeah, see, I'm supposed to be talking about animals that we thought were extinct but aren't, and someone wrote here a bit about uh, tree lobsters. It's a joke, right? It's not a joke. A tree lobster is a real animal. Yes. You sure? Yes, I'm sure. For real, real. Yes, for real, real. Just keep reading it all in the notes. Uh, okay. Yeah, sure. I'll uh no, I'll just keep reading the notes. Thank you. No 
Bye. <clears throat> All right, Earth Rangers. It turns out tree lobsters are totally a thing. Yeah, that doesn't sound weird at all. It says here in the notes, which I guess I should have read ahead of time, that tree lobsters are native to Lord Howe Island in Australia. Researchers thought these insects were extinct thanks to a whole lot of shipwrecked rats that invaded the island. Fortunately, the insects survived. Officially, these critters are called Lord Howe Island stick insects, but they're more lovingly known as tree lobsters. They're black, have a strong body, which after a quick image search, I admit, looks a bit like a lobster's, and they have six legs. Even though tree lobsters were rediscovered by rock climbers after years of being declared extinct, they're still critically endangered. But there's now a breeding program for the insects at the Melbourne Zoo, and scientists are hoping to reintroduce them to Lord Howe Island after getting rid of all of the rats. Now, tree lobsters aren't the only thing scientists have missed. In fact, there are a few more interesting animals that we thought we lost and then found. The giant Palouse earthworm. Most worms are pretty small, but not this one. The giant Palouse earthworm can grow up to three feet in length. Wowzers! This white worm is native to America and was once common. Currently, its conservation status is vulnerable. The Australian Night Parrot. This green, ground-dwelling parrot is native to Australia, and it was thought to be extinct from about 1912 onwards until specimens were found again in 1979. So this species was thought to be extinct for more than 60 years. But even since they were spotted again, they are super rare, and sightings are seldom. The night parrot is now living on protected lands, as there are only about 30 to 100 breeding pairs left. The Cuban Selenodon. This small dark brown mammal looks a bit like a shrew, but the Cuban Selenodon is really strange. Its saliva is venomous. The Selenodon was declared extinct in 1970, but was rediscovered a few years later. There aren't many left because they only have a litter of one to three babies once a year, and because it's the preferred food of the Asian mongoose. The Colacanth. This is one of the most well-known examples of a Lazarus species. The Colacanth was thought to have gone extinct 66 million years ago. You know, with the dinosaurs? But in 1938, one of these large lobe-finned fish was discovered at a fish market in South Africa. Since then, scientists have discovered that two types of colacanths still exist today. Can you believe that the colacanth's distant relative was around before the dinosaurs? That's amazing! Ooh, and speaking of dinosaurs, in this episode about animals that we thought went extinct but actually didn't, I've been thinking, well, how cool would it be if maybe, just maybe, there are dinosaurs that actually survived and live with us today? Oh, imagine. You go to the forest and have an encounter with a velociraptor. Okay, I know it sounds crazy, and maybe it could only happen in the movies, but I had to check it out. And if anyone in the world would know about it, it's Dr. David Evans, the paleontologist from the Royal Ontario Museum. Maybe you remember when I visited the ROM and talked to David, who is the curator of dinosaurs there? You can check out episode 26, Feathers, Fossils, and Monster Jaws, Emma's Night at the Museum. It's pretty great. For this episode, I talked to him again to find out if he knows anything about dinosaurs that survive. Hi, 
Hi, David. How are you? I have some really important questions for you about dinosaurs. I'm doing pretty good. Looking forward to the questions. All right. So first question. It's kind of big. Why did dinosaurs go extinct? Well, the extinction of dinosaurs is something that is still actively debated today. And it's something that can teach us a lot about our current extinction crisis that we're facing here. The um, dinosaurs died 66 million years ago. And this was a time where not only did the dinosaurs go extinct, but over 75% of all species on the planet went extinct. And this is a time period that we call mass extinction. There's been five big mass extinctions in the history of the Earth. So for dinosaurs, the ultimate cause was a asteroid hitting the planet. And this was a huge asteroid that was over 10 kilometers across. And it hit the planet with such force that it threw up so much debris into the atmosphere that that circled the Earth and it uh, blocked out the sun for many years. And this caused photosynthesis to shut down. So plants died, plant eaters then didn't have any food and they died and the meat eaters didn't have any food, so they died. So it resulted in this huge collapse of the global food web. And this is one of the biggest catastrophes the planet has ever seen. And so they succumbed to that major event in Earth history, but not all of them. And that's, I think, pretty exciting for people who love dinosaurs, is that you can see them in your backyard today. And Wait, you can see dinosaurs in your backyard? Well, there's sparrows and cardinals and blue jays. We have hmm. sports teams named after them. So not all dinosaurs went extinct. And so the small feathered ones that had evolved the ability to fly actually survived that asteroid impact. And uh, they're still very successful today. There's only 10,000 species of birds on the planet many more species than there are mammals, for instance. So it's still technically the age of dinosaurs. They're just sort of different than the multi-ton monsters that we see in the dinosaur books. Okay, so you're talking about birds, not real dinosaurs. I remember that birds are somehow connected to reptiles, but can you explain it a bit more? Birds are actually a group of small feathered dinosaurs that evolved the ability to fly, and they were around when that asteroid hit the planet 66 million years ago as well. So whereas all the big non-bird dinosaurs like T-Rex and Triceratops went extinct, the group that gave rise to modern birds survived that extinction event. Okay, so to get it right, dinosaurs are the ancestors of chickens. Uh, that's, it's actually even more, uh, there's a deeper connection than that. All of those animals are technically dinosaurs. Birds are dinosaurs? Yeah, sparrows, dinosaurs, all the birds you see around today are technically dinosaurs. Whoa, that's cool. So birds are actually dinosaurs that survived the asteroid. Yeah. Huh. I was kind of hoping that maybe somewhere out there there could still be a Tyrannosaurus rex or Stegosaurus. Any chance? Those aren't coming back anytime soon. I think that's probably good. I don't know if I'd want to meet a velociraptor <laughs> in a back alley. Okay. Oh, but what if we clone them like in Jurassic Park? Uh, it's not possible right now and it probably will never be possible. But a really good place to see real dinosaurs is a museum. Those bones are from real dinosaurs. It might not be living dinosaurs, but they are the remains of these once living animals, and you can see them at your local museum. Okay, fair enough. But speaking about dinosaur bones, a while ago I found a bone in my backyard. Could it be a dinosaur bone? Do you think it's possible? It's not impossible. It really depends on where you live and what rocks are exposed in your backyard. Um, but you could find a dinosaur bone in your backyard. Has anyone ever found one accidentally? Uh, many people find dinosaur bones. In fact, some of the 
biggest discoveries are made by amateurs, not by professional paleontologists. So you live in places that are rich in dinosaur fossils, like Alberta, for instance, or Montana. Uh, if you're walking around in the Badlands, they are falling out of the hills in a lot of places, and it's hard not to find a dinosaur bone in particular parts of Alberta. And there's just some amazing stories of people building houses and digging the foundation and finding a dinosaur, or even uh, uh, teachers out on a walk finding a bone bed of new horned dinosaurs up near Grand Prairie, Alberta. So this stuff happens all the time, and I'd say a lot of the most important dinosaur discoveries are made by everyday people who are out doing everyday things and stumble across something really incredible. Does it make you grumpy that amateurs just accidentally find a cool dinosaur bone? No, it doesn't make me grumpy at all. It makes me excited. I like to see the fossils. And uh, the, the truth is, is there's very few paleontologists out there. And so the more people that we have who are interested and excited about fossils and the more eyes we have on the ground, the more, the more discoveries that we're going to make and the more we're going to know about the history of, of life and dinosaurs on the planet. So I really would like to see more and more people looking for dinosaurs. Well, I'm sure going to keep my eyes open next time I go for a hike. <laughs> well, thank you so much for answering all my questions. You're very welcome. Oh, and if I have more questions about dinosaurs in the future, can I call you again? You can always come back and ask me questions about dinosaurs. I love hearing them. I love answering them. Sounds great. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Earth Rangers! It's always so fun to talk to David. And now we know. Not all dinosaurs went extinct. Birds are actually dinosaurs. Who would have thought? Okay, but now it's time to get back to our spot the fake question and reveal which animal is not extinct. So what do you think? Is it Tasmanian tiger, dodo bird, glass frog, passenger pigeon, or the Caribbean monk seal? Final chance to guess. And the answer is the glass frog. It's alive and well in forests in South America. Sadly though, the other four animals are extinct. The Tasmanian tiger, also called the thalassine, was a large dog-like marsupial with stripes on its back that lived in Tasmania. The last known Tasmanian tiger died in the 1930s. Some people claim they've seen evidence of the Tasmanian tiger much more recently. No one has been able to prove these claims though. The dodo bird became extinct several hundred years ago, in the 1600s. It lived on Mauritius, an island close to Madagascar. The dodo was related to the pigeon family, but it was a lot bigger than a pigeon. Dodos could grow to a meter tall and could weigh up to 18 kilograms. These birds were flightless and unfortunately didn't have much in the way of natural defenses. They were eaten both by humans who settled on the island and the animals the humans brought with them. The passenger pigeon used to be one of the most abundant birds in the entire world. There were flocks of thousands of birds that would fly across the sky together. But in 1914, the last known passenger pigeon died in a zoo. So how on earth did this once plentiful bird become extinct? The short answer, overhunting. These birds were so easy to catch, they were simply hunted out of existence. There weren't any conservation groups back then. But the loss of this bird helped to show people how important conservation is. Finally, the Caribbean monk seal went extinct in the 1950s. So why did this giant pinniped go extinct? You guessed it, 
by overhunting by its main predators, sharks and well, people. Sadly, animals haven't just gone extinct in the past. In fact, every year we lose more and more animals. And while in this episode I focus mostly on extinct animals that were discovered again, and that is pretty great, many of these animals are still at risk, and we have to make sure to protect them. That's why the work we're doing at Earth Rangers is so important. The more we can work to keep our planet healthy and safe, the more we can help the animals we have left. Because when an animal is really extinct, it's gone forever. All right, listeners, keep spreading the word about conservation. If we work together, we can and will make the world a better place. If you're interested in our current conservation projects and the many ways you can take action, visit earthrangers.com or the Earth Rangers app to find out more. Oh, don't forget that we're looking for junior wildlife reporters. That's you. Send us your reports about your favorite animals or interesting animal facts nobody knows about. We'll feature them on the podcast and you'll get a chance to win a special edition Earth Rangers podcast speaker. Okay, until next time, stay green and keep on ranging! Earth Rangers! Hey, it's Jess. Did you know that GZM Shows has a YouTube channel? Right now, all of Six Minutes, Becoming Mother Nature, GZM Beats, and Cupid and the Reaper are up. And they're in these, like, beautiful playlists. They have this fun audio waveform visual. And best of all, you can turn on captions. And the captions have character names. Anyway, subscribe to GZM Shows on YouTube. Maybe there'll be some cool things in the future, like live streams, interviews, behind the scenes. We'll see. GZM Shows on YouTube. Hello, parents, homeschoolers, and teachers. Trusty Narrator here from the Who Smarted Podcast. Our 15-minute episodes are perfect for car rides, bedtime, break time, class time, or any time. We make learning science and history fun and funny for 7 to 11-year-olds with new episodes every week. Look for Who Smarted on any podcast platform or at whosmarted.com. And teachers get a free subscription to our ad-free version by clicking educators at whosmarted.com.